Hello everyone and welcome to 10 Minute Country episode 64. Is the way country music is releasing songs broken or am I just a dinosaur? Hello everyone, welcome to um, episode 64 of 10 Minute Country. Uh, it's my birthday today so I'm doing a birthday podcast talking about um, so I don't know, something that's been troubling me for a while now. And that's the way that the labels uh, and the record companies in Nashville um, have slipped into this habit of releasing new music and new songs. I don't know, because I'm 49 today, so I don't know whether I'm just a dinosaur and a grumpy old man who came from the 80s when people released a single two weeks before an album and then released an album and then released some singles with B-sides over the course of the two-year span of the album. Um, And whether I've been indoctrinated into that way of thinking... Or whether the 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 way that the labels are releasing music is weird, um, and broken these days. I I just get I'm currently got this feeling that there's so much music going to waste coming out of Nashville right now. There's so many artists through no fault of their own putting out music that is just disappearing into the gaping unfathomable bottomless void of Spotify and the streaming platforms and just don't know how much music is being lost how much good quality stuff is being lost and added to that the way major label artists are releasing um, content now is is leaving me a bit baffled so I intend to explore that a little bit in today's episode and then you can make your mind up at the end whether I am just a grumpy dinosaur or whether there's a, there's a point to this argument. So to me, the, the art and the craft and the, and the development of an artist seems to have become very much at the mercy of social media and Spotify. You know, there are so many songs being tossed out there. Every Friday, I review, uh, I, for Lyric Magazine on our Twitter feed, I review, you know, a selection of the day's new releases every Friday... Uh, And it's getting harder and harder to cover the songs. We've got a Spotify playlist, which is called the hashtag 30 second review playlist, which you can find and follow on Spotify if you like. Or just search for me, James Dakin, and it'll be in my myriad list of um, Spotify playlists. And, you know, I used to review seven, eight, nine songs, and, and it's last week's, I think, had 17 on it, to the point where I'm having to leave off some songs because I'm just... I haven't got time. I haven't got time to review all these songs. And if I haven't got time to review the songs, I'm starting to think that people haven't got time to listen to them either. You know, what, what happened to a label and a, a record company developing an artist and having the courage of convictions to put a song out and stick with it for a while um, and see the journey through. So often nowadays, you know, songs are being tossed out there and then the company is going, right, well, that didn't work. No one listened to that in the last month. So here's another one. And some artists, I think, are suffering. And actually, on the flip side of that is that some really, really good songs are just disappearing into a bottomless pit. One of my favourite albums of the year has been the um, eight-track eight track album. Album is the eight tracks an album. You see that already? I'm feeling like a dinosaur because to me, eight tracks is not an album. Ingrid Andrus released an album with eight tracks on earlier of the year. It's not quite an EP, but it ain't quite an album either. So she's got a release. It had eight tracks on it. I absolutely bloody love um, every single song on there. 
five or six of the tracks have been available up to a year before released, which meant when the hoopla came um, about Ingrid's album coming out, I'd already sort of listened to, consumed, digested, and come out the other side of most of the songs. But, you know, I listened to the extra two or three songs I hadn't heard, revisited some of the older ones. Brilliant. Last week, or the week before... Ingrid released a new song, Waste of Lime. It's an absolute banger, Beach Boys, Jimmy Buffett type of summer song. It's not on the album. This is really confusing me. Waste of Lime is not on Ingrid Andrus's album. So has she recorded it in the two, three months since the album? Uh, has it always been there and then something hasn't taken off um, with regard to the album, so they're shoving out Waste of Lime. I am confused. Why not put a couple of extra songs on that 8-track album and boost it up to 10 and give fans like me uh, more new songs to listen to when the album is released? Is Waste of Lime her new single? I mean, this is a number one artist. More Hearts Than Mine went to number one. She had a debut number one radio hit. So the song that is released next is key because she's got traction and she's got momentum. Is Waste of Lime her new single or has it just been shoved out there on Spotify as a bit of a, a summer listen? I don't know. I am confused, but it, I don't feel like that there's a definite um, policy or a definite way forward for Ingrid. And there should be because she's a great artist. She's a lovely person. I've met her a couple of times. And and having had a number one, she deserves to be treated with, you know, um, vision and respect. But is Waste of Lime the new single? I don't know. You know, I was a little bit um, confused in the run up to Lemonade Stand to Neil Towns' album. Because again, so many of those songs over the last couple of years have been released in, you know, living room work tapes format, acoustic format, electric format. And I was expecting to feel a little bit jaded about Lemonade Stand. As it turns out, there are so many new songs on there that are such top quality that uh, I was delighted in the end. But I was worried for Tennille Towns because, you know, the record company have been doing odd releases. And in the end, you know, they might prove with their marketing strategy that, you know, we were all ready for Tennille's album and she sort of released her debut album on a higher level than a normal debut artist. Uh, so I, I do think their marketing strategy has been quite good. Although songs like Somebody's Daughter and Jersey on a Wall we've been listening to for, for two years. And, um, you know, Aaron, Aaron Watson released a new song, Whisper Your Name, a couple of weeks ago. You know, he is a quality artist. It got tossed out onto Spotify um, with the minimal uh, level of hoopla and, and promotion. And now I'm wondering, is that Aaron Watson's new single? Is there an album on the way? Is this the start of a new project? It... Uh, is anyone listening to Aaron Watson's new song or did it just come out on a Friday when 25 other new songs came out um, and, and got buried? I am detecting a slight shift away in some circles from Friday releases. I do think certain PR companies and certain record labels um, are starting to think, hang on, if we just release this song on Friday, it's going to be buried amongst all the other things. So, for example, Russell Dickerson released a new song. Um, in the middle of the week last week, 
Um, and it, actually, I, I was rather taken aback about how good it was because you know I can take or leave Russell Dickerson. He's a, some sort of bit poppy for me and a bit boyfriend country in places. But his new song is great. Has anybody realised it's come out, or has it just been released into the ether and um, and is going to disappear? Is it the first song in a new project? I'm confused. I'm also confused by this new um, trend of releasing EPs. So, for example, High Valley, who, you know, released their absolutely awesome Dear Life album um, two or three years ago now, have released a new EP, grew up on that. I think it's got about six songs on it. Six songs is weird. Surely when you've got six songs, you could have ten and put out an album. So... I'm confused at this trend that's setting in of album recording major label artists releasing EPs. Jimmy Allen releases a new EP this Friday. It's a seven-track collaboration project. So I loved his debut album and I've been really looking forward to new Jimmy Allen. And I'm just now confused, and again, you can decide whether it's just me being a dinosaur, in the chronology of what this EP is. So there's seven songs, and I think it's a collaboration project, which means I think there's going to be duets and lots of different names on lots of different tracks. But I am confused as to where it will fit in the whole body of Jimmy Allen's work. Is it a a second release? Is it a stopgap release? Is this his only new material now for the next couple of years? Or is this just something to tide people over while we wait for another album? It's very confusing. And I'm also not a fan of EPs. Five, six songs are not enough to capture my attention. And again, I'm putting this out there that I might be a dinosaur because I come from the age of vinyl and I come from the age of 10, 11, 12 tracks, six on one side, six on another, two different running orders, side A and side B, and I still like the flow of an album. I'm not part of the shuffle generation. Um, I resist the urge to shuffle um, as often as I possibly can. So again, the fault could be mine, but I'd, I, I'm confused by EPs. Is this? Are these just leftover songs? Are these new songs? I'm not talking about Jimmy Allen in particular. I'm just talking about this trend of major label artists releasing EPs now instead of albums. I, I, I appreciate that it's a cheaper way of pushing content out there to people with, you know, minute attention spans. I can wait two years between albums if I have to. Um, but I'm not sure the way the modern... Uh, industry and the way Nashville is geared um, is suits people like myself. I think there is that clamour for content and there's new songs, new songs, new songs, new songs, but I'm not sure once anybody's listened to a new song four, five, six times that there's any retention or any longevity to this stuff that is being released. Someone who's come along in recent times and booked that trend has been Luke Combs. You know, he released his debut album, then he released another version with some extra songs on it. Um, and Luke Combs seems to be able to just release anything at any given time and people will pay attention to it. Old Dominion are slowly releasing new tracks off their third album as well. So I think in the last month or two, five new songs that didn't make their self-titled third album are now on the self-titled third album on Spotify. So if you check out Old Dominion, album number three, 
it came out as 12 tracks. It's now 17 tracks. Uh, and I was listening to Matt Ramsey talking on the Bobby Bones show last week about how these tracks didn't make the album, but they're sort of bored in lockdown and thinking that they might entertain people by putting some new music out, which is, is fine and it works quite well. I would rather artists do that. I'd rather artists release new stuff onto existing projects than put out projects and then add to them in the way that Ingrid Andrus's record label seems to be doing. Um, I, I, I don't know. You can decide. You can decide. I am worried that so much new music is released every Friday that people just consume it. They consume it like fast food. It's here, it's gone, it's listened to, I'm moving on. And I'm worried that some artists won't get the recognition for their music that they deserve as well. But you might be listening to this and going, no, you're, you're wrong, your time has passed, um, Grandad. And the way that you know we listen to music and the way we consume music on shuffle, the way we listen to playlists now, nobody listens to artist albums. You just need to, you know, you just need to uh, move with the times. So you can tell me, get in touch with me on Twitter at Rock James. Uh, you can email me um, at uh, jamesdakin at btinternet.com. You can do it via lyricmagazine.co.uk. Let me know whether you share my worry about the way new music is being released by Nashville or whether I am just a man out of time and an old dinosaur. Thanks for listening. Um, I've been uh, James Dakin and this has been, I don't know, nearly 14 minute country. <laughs>